Welcome to Shape by Faith with your host, Teresa Rowe. To find out more about Shape by Faith and Teresa Rowe, please visit shapebyfaith.com or visit the YouTube channel, Facebook, or Instagram. And now, here is Teresa Rowe. Welcome to Shape by Faith, where we shape our bodies and hearts for God's purposes. I have three amazing guests today, all at the same time. Amelda Cecil, Suzanne Cecil White, and Katie Cecil. Amelda and her husband, Gary, started Cecil Farms in 1974. And their families become an integral part of the farming business. Amelda is a retired registered nurse, and she's a caretaker at heart. She spent her entire life caring for the needs of others, and she continues to work diligently in the farm family business. She's a great encouragement to everyone especially her family community, and I'll add the Shape by Faith community. And Suzanne is host and creator of Fuel Conference for Women and Fuel for Girls. Suzanne is a wife, mother, farmer, creator. She is the owner of the White Chateau, hosting a wide range of events to bring people to their modern-day farm. She was awarded the 2021 Kentucky Farm Bureau Farm Woman of the Year. Katie, a second-generation farmer, where she now has her own wedding and events floral and design business named Katie Ann Flowers at Cecil Farms. Katie is a 2009 Kentucky Wesleyan College business degree graduate and was recently awarded the 2022 Kentucky Farm Bureau State Advocate of the Year. Katie loves sharing what she does on the farm with others, and she leads the Cliffhagen Boys and Girls Club Agricultural Program, providing kids on farm experience. Welcome to Shape by Faith, ladies. Thank you Thank so you. much. We're excited to be here. Well, I'm excited you're here as well. Um, I don't think I've had anyone from the farming community on Shape by Faith. So this is pretty special. Amelda, I want to hear from you first, since you are the matriarch of the family and you're such an encourager. Share with us the history behind Cecil Farms and how it got started. Um, so, um in 1974, as you said, uh, Gary and I began our lives together um, as a married couple. So from that, uh, he has always had the love for agriculture. Um, he works hard in that field. He also would always show an interest. He would come around the house touching flowers and making things and wanting things to look bloomed and flowered like that. So Take that into consideration. We got busy, raised three children, Ryan, Suzanne, and Katie. Um, they all, you know, have lived their lives, gone their ways, and now everybody's coming back. So, you know, with that being said, and I will save some of this for the other kids. Right. So let's talk about what you do at Cecil Farms. We know you're a great encourager, but I've also seen you at work. So tell us what you do. One of the things, you know, in our lives, um, Gary and I, we felt that one of us, which was me, I took a, a, my career in to be a registered nurse so that we could like have what I called a steady income because in the farm life, your, your money comes at certain times. It also gave us the... Uh, insurance and those type of things. So with that being 
that way. That's where I fit into the picture. I call myself the silent farmer. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us interesting. Four years ago. And now the last four years. Yes. Since I retired from my degree and working in the nursing profession, I have been extremely busy. Um, I, you know, it was also COVID and I found it such a, um, important factor to be able to get out and reach people. So I offered and they took me right on as their employee to deliver uh, produce, flowers. I was just there and I've been there pretty much every season since. And if you stop by on the weekends, you might find Imelda talking to the plants and (laughs) walking them up. The plants grow well when Imelda's around because she doesn't just nurture people. She nurtures the plants out here in the greenhouse. And there's something about that. I mean, God created plants and and they are there. We're supposed to enjoy them. And I mean, I talk to the deer that show up at our house. So (laughs) Um, Susanna, I'm I'm going to uh, get to you now. So um, you're back on the farm. So was your dream early on to be a farmer? And what career path did you originally pursue? Never did I ever dream I'd be working with the farm. Um, I was the child that was as fast as I could to get away from the farm. Um, even in the summertime, when I was a teenager, I would get a job in town off the farm <laughs> to not be on the farm. Um, so <laughs> I just, um, I, play, I taught high school math for 10 years. And when I moved back here to Owensboro after getting married and having my first child, did not even plan then to join the farm. But um, it was about a week after we moved home that I started working in the produce and started the CSA and it lit a fire in me. And there was, um, you talk about a light bulb moment in that first summer that I was like, why am I not pouring my gifts and talents into what my dad, mom and brother have poured their entire lives into. And from there, now I've been a farmer longer than I was a teacher. Wow. Okay, Katie, we're going to get to you now. You you spent 10 years working for Chick-fil-A, which we all love, in the marketing before choosing to return to the farm to join the family business. So how did this job prepare you for the work? And did you know you were coming back to the farm? Um. Well, when I was in Nashville, um. I was watching my family farm grow with Suzanne bringing new ideas to the family business. And I wanted to be a part of that. So ultimately that's what got me to decide to come back home. And it was not an easy decision, Uh, but Chick-fil-A prepared me so well for working with people, with the public and how to treat people, how to speak to people and, uh, and how to take care of myself while doing it. So um, I think that's something that, you know, maybe working on the farm every day. Now I'm not around a whole lot of people all the time, unless we're at markets or whatnot. But um, that is one thing I definitely gained is the people piece. Okay. So you're happy to be home, right? I am happy to be home. Okay, Melda, I'm going to get back to you. So how have you seen the farm? And ladies, you also interject as well. How have you seen the farm grow from its early beginnings? And what were the crops in the early beginnings? 
Okay, so uh, again, we Gary and I, we were farmers, so we did basic crops. We did the corns and the beans, and he had a business of spreading lime and fertilize. So that was a very uh, basic what we did farming. Um, what I would like to intercept into this is as my children have grown, they saw the need for change or to help make things better and bigger. So starting with Ryan and he going into business with his dad, um, he would bring uh, the modern technology and better equipment to utilize more of your time in a day. Suzanne, her ideas just popping all the time, new and always worked. And um, so let me intercede with this. And I get emotional about it because there had to be faith and belief because many times when you step out of your uh, circle and you you have to really know that there is someone that is going to see and take care of you. Mm. So, and then here comes Katie, <laughs> you know, Katie was always um, the little one and it just was amazing to watch her whom she loved her sister and her brother. So it was great to see her to follow in. Well, I would think you would have to combine your faith with farming because farming is very hard work. Um, we live on a farm. We're not farmers, but we have a local farmer, a neighbor of ours, farm our land. And it's no joke. <laughs> I mean, they're out in the fields all day. And I'm like, wow. But but just to see God's creation um, and what it produces, there's just something about it. it. It just it lets you know that there is a God in heaven, you know, when you just look out and, and see the land. We're going to take a real quick break here. When we come back, um, we'll share more with you. Everyone stay tuned. Welcome back to Shape by Faith. My guests today are Imelda Cecil, Suzanne Cecil White, and Katie Cecil from Cecil Farms. And tell us where you're located at in Kentucky. So we're on the west side of Owensboro. Out, um, We're in Davis County, but it's it's far west out near Mount St. Joseph, Whitaker Guns, Preservation Station. Those are some landmarks out here. Okay. So Suzanne, I would love to hear how the farm has grown from a wholesale operation to a local household name. Because in our community, when you say, you know, Cecil Farms, and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know Cecil Farms. So people know the name, but how did that happen? Absolutely. There are so many farmers in our area and um, farmers are typically the behind the scenes people. And that's how our farm had been. They're working their tail off, but nobody really knows which farm is what. And so when I came back in 2011 and uh, my dad handed me a magazine article, we'd been growing fruits and vegetables since the 80s. And there was an article about this subscription service, a CSA, Community Supported Agriculture. He's like, you know, maybe we should try this. And um, that's really where it started is me just taking it and running with it and um, selling subscriptions where we delivered to people's homes once a week that first summer. And people started hearing our name, Cecil Farms. But 
more so we started pouring into the community, getting involved with, as Katie said, the Boys and Girls Club program, which has been so inspiring and heartwarming to us, starting student academies on the farm, uh, participating in the farmer's market, servicing the schools and restaurants. It, it was a, a huge effort. It has taken the last 12 years, really the last 50 years almost, but the last 12 years is where we took that foundation of the 40 years before and were able to create um, the more retail side that we have today. And that, that was a huge undertaking, but I'm always amazed at, you know, how God's plans prevail, especially through, I look at some family businesses and I'm like, how in the world do they do it and work together and all get along at the same time um, and, and do what they're doing? Do you guys all get along? We do get along. <laughs> we, we understand each uh. other's personalities and every day is not perfect and we don't always agree or love each other in the moment but we have we've grown up my mom and dad came from big families and family has been the number one priority we've been taught in our entire life and so at the end of the day no matter what differences anyone has it's it's about keeping our family together and I've kept it on my refrigerator from my grandmother who wrote stay together after I'm gone to her own kid children and uh, we just remember that the faith and family come first mm-hmm. um, and the rest of it will take care of itself. And mom alluded to it a little bit towards the end of the last segment that and got a little emotional because uh, farming is hard. We make it look really good. We make it look easy to a lot of people, um, but it's hard and it's a, it's a roller coaster. I would, I would only imagine. And then you, you're depending upon the weather and the cooperation of all of that. And your faith has to be there. So a family that farms together stays together. I'm sure that's somewhere on a t-shirt. You need that on a t-shirt or something. Okay. <laughs> Katie, um, I've seen your fresh flowers. I've seen your lavender. They're beautiful. Um, so tell us, um, how you started your own business at Cecil Farms with flowers? Uh, well, Suzanne opened the White Chateau in 19, and I saw an opportunity to add uh, wedding flowers to all these brides' um, wedding days. And so I guess Suzanne gives the brides the tours, and she has a list of preferred vendors in their folder, and I get to be on that list. And so that just helps me uh, get my foot in the door with all of these brides that are coming through this venue to see the place. And, um, and so, yeah, it started because Suzanne opened our venue. Yeah. I, I wanted to talk to Suzanne about that too. And I want to talk to you more about flowers and I want to talk to Amelda, of course. So um, Suzanne, tell us about the white Chateau and, and how you turn the farm into a one of a kind farm venue destination and why the white Chateau. Well, um, you know, it all really stemmed from we did farm to table dinners for years. I think we've done nine years of farm to table dinners now. And we were doing them in old barns and out in fields, which is amazing. Um, but people started wanting to rent those spaces and they just weren't fit for renting. And that's where we developed that we were going to build something um, for events. But also in my mission and vision for that, the venue was education too, because we're accustomed to bringing 
kids and families to the farm for specific um, tailored education. We're not necessarily agritourism, uh, but just coming for where we developed the academy and the Boys and Girls Club. So it has developed into something beautiful with our women's conferences. People are hosting retreats, reunions, showers. The weddings are amazing. And we've just all kind of found, I think we love serving people. I think that's ultimately the root of every bit of it in our family. Because when we grow, we're growing fruits and vegetables to serve and feed the world. We are having this venue because we enjoy serving people and taking care of people. We obviously have gotten that from our mother, mm -hmm. anybody that knows her. But I think that's the root of all of it, if I really look at it, is we love serving people. Well, that's the number one thing we're all called to do is love God, love one another. And to love someone, you're you're also serving them like Jesus was a servant. He had a servant's heart and he served the people and that he's our great example. And so it goes right along with, you know, his word. Um, Amelda, I want to ask you now, um, you bring different produce and you develop you know, you also deliver. So, all right, we're in the month of May and Mother's Day is right around the corner. So um, what are some things that you feel like you could deliver? People could buy as gifts and ladies, you can also chime in whenever you want to. But I, but I know at the fitness facility at Shape by Faith, you've brought fresh produce. I mean, I'm like, oh my gosh, ladies, we have, <laughs> we have, you know, a fresh uh, produce right here to purchase and we don't even have to go to the grocery store. <laughs> so, so great. Uh, with the May coming and it's, uh, again, uh, Mother's Day uh, mm -hmm. and just spring in itself, the uh, greenhouse here at uh, Cecil Farms, it is full of beautiful, absolutely beautiful ferns, hanging baskets, your own individual plants. If you want to set and plant what you have, the picture is beautiful. I get sucked into it by my own self because I walk in and I cannot leave, you know? So just know that. Always know that uh, we have honey all the time. We have uh, strawberry preserves. And just telling you that, our strawberries, I picked the first, First court myself yesterday afternoon. So that's the beginning. And I'm going to let these other two girls. Sure. To that. One little tidbit about our honey is we have 900 hives in our fields during the summer months. Um, because obviously the bees are necessary to pollinate, to produce the fruits and the vegetables. But the honey that we have with those 900 hives, we have honey year round basically from that. Well, who, who takes care of the hives and the bees? Great question. Melba, <laughs> is that your job? <laughs> I'm like, someone's got to do it. <laughs> no, it's a full-time job. We hire a beekeeper and he comes out every week and works the bees. And uh, we just started with the full-time beekeeper probably about four years in the last three or four years. And that we have seen increase in production of honey, but also increase of production of the fruits and vegetables that the hives are in. 
Oh, wow. I was going to say you you would have to have someone like that oversee that. That's a lot of hives. Katie, um, we've only got like 30 seconds and we'll continue with you in the third segment. What are some of the uh, services your flower business offers? Um, well, I, I do weddings and events. I have a, a gala this week um, that my mom is going to help me with. She's my number one employee. Um, and then it's prom season. So I've been doing a lot of prom bouquets and boutonnieres. And um, I also just do random, like I want to order a bouquet for my wife orders. So all of okay. it, but, but I, I focus a lot more on the weddings and events. Okay. We're going to take a quick break. We will pick up where we left off. Everyone stay tuned. Welcome back to Shape by Faith, Amelda, Suzanne, and Katie. Um, the three of you have been so informative. Um, wow, you do a lot at Cecil Farms. And so, Katie, you were telling us about your flower business and everything that you have to offer. So why don't you continue? Uh, well, I was just saying that I do a lot of wedding and events. Um, and with the help of my mom, she is a boutonniere expert. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I have some other special ladies that work for me, too. They're close friends of my mom. So uh, we're, we make a pretty good crew. Okay. And so the month of May, um, what is going on this month? Well, at the, you know, we're at the greenhouse, the strawberries are coming in season now and the flowers and ferns and Mother's Day weekend, we are doing it. This is our second annual flower pot painting um, event at the farm on Friday and Saturday of Mother's Day weekend, the 12th and the 13th, where you get to come out and you can bring your mom or your grandma or grandchildren or just anybody. And they sit and get to paint out on the patio and then go into the greenhouse and pick out the plant they want to put in that flower pot that they paint while they're here. It was such a heartwarming experience last, last season. And so we're happy to bring it back. That sounds like a lot of fun. Um, do you have, I'm sure that you have heard people through the years and, and maybe it's your own personal experience, but um, I would love to hear maybe an inspirational story, um, you know, uh, maybe about your own experience on the farm or in the community or someone else's. So do you have something to share? Um, well, there, I'm, I know there's been a lot of different things. One that stands out to me and it's probably my teacher heart has been through the um, Boys and Girls Club programs that we've done because we started a program quite a few years ago with them where they come out on our farm, basically their own garden, but it's a really large garden with a variety of fruits and vegetables. And they come, they were coming every week of the summer intending to their vegetables um, and then harvesting them. They started them from seed and then we took them to the farmer's market and they got to sell it. And it, and during that program, they got the money from the produce. So it was a full circle program that we used to do. And these kids were so excited to come back and tell me about the pair of um, name brand socks, sports socks they bought or what they went and bought. They were so proud. And to me, I think to all of it, Katie, too, in that program, that was one of the most um, full circle moments and really powerful, impactful to see when people get to put their hands in the dirt and they put in the work and then they saw the reward from it. Mm -hmm. That's what I look for. You know, that, that is awesome. I, I want to ask you and all three of you can answer this or just one of you or however you want to do it. 
how has farming helped mature you in your faith? And that's just a question I'm throwing out there. Whoever wants to tackle well, it. Well, recently um, I had just a small incident where I had harvested all of my tulips for the year and put them in the cooler and my cooler quit. It actually froze. Oh gosh. <laughs> um, and that that's just a small piece of what we do, but that was an emotional day for me. Yeah. And we definitely had losses. And I think Amelda could speak more to the years of loss yeah. <laughs> throughout our um, growing up in childhood. She never, ne they definitely never made us aware of it, but they, they definitely had to um, do without a lot. And so I think that's where your faith story develops because you see over and over that you make it through, um, even through a lot of the hard and difficult. And so my mom and dad are a testament of that faith. And, um, and that's who I go to when I think I'm struggling or things are hard right now. Mm -hmm. And my dad will definitely be the solid one. That's like, it's all right. We're right. going to get through it. Look back at, you know, the, because they have at the 50 years, <laughs> but also on the flip side of that, um, we, our dad is a yes guy to us to all of our ideas because he also just believes in going and trying new things. And so anytime Suzanne or Brian or I have come to him and saying, I think we ought to try this or um, just, you know, let's see if this will work. He's like, okay, let's do it. That and it's is not, awesome. it's not necessarily, he doesn't financially back us in that either. It's yes, do it. Um, and I'll help guide you. Uh, that's the other piece. We're not having money handed to us to do it and try it. So um, it's, he's saying yes, and you've got to believe and you got to pour into it. And, and we've seen results from that. And that's what, that's why our faith is so strong too, because it hasn't been in a pot of money. That's <laughs> it's right. Been, well, he's uh, allowed you, he's allowed you to expand your wings and to figure it out. I think you know, it's important for us to figure things out and to rely upon our faith and God. Now, your dad was awarded the Kentucky Farm Bureau's Farmer of the Year. That's a big deal. Um, was he expecting that? No, he was absolutely <laughs> caught off guard. Um, I mean, he knew he was in the running, but did not expect it. And he got very emotional when he called mom and told her that he got it because he thought when he got the phone call that they were calling to say, you were a runner up. <laughs> And um, so he got emotional and it meant it was so fun watching him um, at the end of the year, going through that process of recognition uh, to see how special and validating it was to him for his almost we're going it next year will be 50 years for us. Wow. Y you know, just from listening to you, all of you honor one another and respect one another. And I think that's the biggest thing lacking in our society these days besides faith. And I think when you show one another respect and you honor and encourage one another, the sky's the limit and God is with you. Um, I want to thank all three of you, Amelda, Suzanne, and Katie, uh, for being my special guest on Shape by Faith. Thank you so thank much. You. Thank we you, love Teresa. It.
Thank you. And everyone have a blessed day. Bye. Thank you for listening to Shape by Faith with Teresa Rowe. Remember to visit shapebyfaith.com to find out more about workouts, the TV show, podcasts, blogs, Shape by Faith products, and much more.